Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, friends. Dwight Beal here, and it is Monday, October 3. Is that right? Yeah. In theory? In theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I am here in the VP studio with Drew Crick, who hey. is a new face and a new name to most of us here at Victory Point. Uh, he is interning with us, specifically in the worship ministry. So, Drew, I would love for you to just uh, maybe help us get to know you a little bit. Tell sure. us a little bit about your family and your background and, yeah. and how you got here. <laughs> <laughs> we could be here for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like Dwight said, I'm Drew Crick. I come originally from Lake City, Michigan. Uh, came down to Grand Rapids, Holland area about two-ish years ago. Um, some of you might know my dad, Michael Crick. If not, he's a pretty cool dude. He is a cool dude. <laughs> Um, I and works for World Orphans. Yes, he works for World Orphans. Yeah, I have a passion for music and worship. I play a bit with uh, Aaron Boyd. You guys will definitely know who he is. Yep, we know Aaron. And I'm also engaged. Got to throw, throw that one out there. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us about Tessa. Ah, oh, Tessa, she's great. Ah, oh. um, met her. Just over a year ago at a Young Adults in Grand Rapids. And um, yeah, I've been, been dating, proposed to her about two months ago, July 9th, I think was the date. Um, we love paddleboarding, uh, going on walks, hikes, uh, just talking and, and just doing life together in general. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I learned over dinner tonight that uh, you're trying to get her hooked into the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I am I am trying. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, le I learned that Drew is a pretty serious movie buff. Um, just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. <laughs> Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. And I, and I learned that to really become a fan, you got to watch the Lord of the Rings movies in succession mm. in a marathon. Yeah. Yep. So have you actually done this? I have. Multiple times? I think just once with, okay. with some buddies of mine. It was... We, <laughs> How long did it take? It took just over 10 hours. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't include The Hobbit. Um, so next time, I do want to try and do it with The Hobbit. With included. The Hobbit. Yeah. So that'll probably push you over, say, 15, 16 hours. <sighs> it'll, it'll be a long day in this case. And, so. I, and I hope for the sake of your future marriage that Tessa will be in on that with <laughs> I you. I hope so, too. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, just excited that you're here, Drew, and thanks for joining me for this podcast. Yeah. And we are going to jump in to our Bible readings this week. And just before we do that, a couple quick things. One is, I hope it sounds good to you all as you're listening. We know that there's been some audio issues in the last uh, few weeks, so we sincerely apologize for that. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're working with some new equipment, and we're kind of figuring out how to make it work. So hopefully you can hear us loud and clear now. So Drew, you said right before I pressed record, there's kind of a general theme this week. Mm -hmm. The theme that I was gathering when uh, I was going through this week's Bible plan was that God's thing is, if you follow me, you'll be rewarded. And if you mm -hmm. don't, bad things will happen. So <laughs> Right. 
these are some passages where we see the side of God where he gets upset. The wrath of God. Yeah. So we're delving into the major prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah. So just buckle your seatbelts. Uh, this week won't be full of warm fuzzies, <laughs> if you will. So today's Bible reading is the entire chapter of Isaiah 3. But for the sake of time today, we're just going to read through verses 1 through 11. So Drew, if you could take us. Yeah. Through. See now the Lord, the Lord Almighty, is about to take from Jerusalem and Judah both supply and support, all supplies of food and all supplies of water, the hero and the warrior, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the captain of fifty and the man of rank, the counselor, skilled craftsman and clever enchanter. I will make mere use to their officials. Children will rule over them. People will oppress each other, man against man, neighbor against neighbor. The young will rise up against the old, the nobody against the honored. A man will seize one of his, brother, his brothers in his father's house and say, You have a cloak. You be our leader. Take charge of this heap of ruins. But in that day he will cry out, I have no remedy. I have no food or clothing in my house. Do not make me the leader of the people. Jerusalem staggers. Judah is falling. Their words and deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. The look on their faces testifies against them. They parade their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to them. They have brought disaster upon themselves. Tell the righteous it will be well with them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. Woe to the wicked. Disaster is upon them. They will be paid back for what their hands have done. And there it is. There it is. Well, Drew, we've been using the Discovery Bible Study questions the last few weeks or so to help process what we're reading and simply asking after we read these passages, what, what do we learn about God? Mm-hmm. What do we learn about ourselves? And is there something for us to obey? What do we do about it? What would you say we learn about God in this passage? I just said that I discovered that what God will do to the people that do not follow his commands um, in this case, for verses 1 through 11, um, it's pointed out that disaster is upon the wicked. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. God has limits, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. And which makes sense, right? I mean, if we're made in his image and we, as humans, have limits before we blow up, you know, then maybe that in some way is a character of God as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we. We know that he, God is love. We know that he has incredible patience and forbearance. But in passages like this, it really appears like God, you can push God too far to the point where he says, okay, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And he reaches a breaking point. And I just wrote here that God will not only judge at his breaking point, but he'll withdraw favor. The earlier things that you read, I am taking both supply and support, food and water, heroes and warriors, judges and prophets, captains, counselors. I'm pulling all these things away from you. Hmm. So I thought of a little story to illustrate this idea that God will allow us to experience the consequences you know, of our behavior. So before I was born, uh, this happened to my brother. My brother's two years older than I am. 
apparently when he was about two, or maybe three, yeah, the rule was when mom and dad say it's time for dinner, you need to come to the table, right? And my mom and dad were taught that if their kids disobeyed, one of the ways to help them obey the next time is just to allow them to experience the consequences of their actions. Oh, dear. Okay. So Dana, my brother, didn't come to the table when they called him. So my mom and my dad ate, and then they cleared the table and put the food away. (laughs) And then little Dana comes walking out and says, I'm hungry. (laughs) And they said, we're sorry, Dana. It's, It's too late. The food is back in the fridge. And he went to bed without dinner that night and uh he never missed a meal from that point on (laughs) it works it works let it be known right so in a much more dramatic way here i think god is letting israel experience the consequences of their own behavior he's Hmm. he's withdrawing their food and their supply yeah wow you know Mm -hmm. so what what do we learn about ourselves it just struck me that we can often act like we're entitled to God's favor and protection and we can get really comfortable. Uh, when I moved to West Michigan, I mean, I, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, so I, I wasn't familiar with the Reformed Church or the Christian Reformed Church, you know, and there's 182 churches in Holland, I think, you know, one in every corner. And I heard pretty quickly when I moved to this town that if you're not Dutch, you're not much. <laughs> People say that tongue in cheek. They don't really mean it. But, um, but there is this idea of, of uh, the frozen chosen, you know, if you will. It's like, hey, we've, we're all from this town. We've, we're from multiple generations of Christians. You know, my parents were part of this church. My grandparents were part of this church and we've all been confirmed and baptized and all these things. And over time there can, we can uh, start to think we're entitled to the goodness of God. Mm. I've heard people confess that of growing up in a highly churched community, you know, here. And I kind of picked that up here too, that the Israelites are almost surprised. They're like, what? What? What's going to happen? What's happening? Um, anyway, did, did you have any thoughts on what we learn about mm-hmm. ourselves or humanity? Yeah. Um, what I had written down kind of takes place um, towards the end of, of this particular chapter um, when it talks about how, um, for example, verse 24, instead of fragrance, there will be a stench, instead of a sash, a, ro- a rope, instead of a well-dressed hair, baldness. And um, I had just written down, um, I learned that anything of the world that is distracting me or others, in this case, from God, he will take it away and replace it with the opposite of that. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Which I think leads us seamlessly into our last thought of, so what? Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do about this? <laughs> when we read about what happened to the Israelites, does, does, it, does it encourage you, Drew, to, to uh, think, gosh, I, there, there's something to obey here or something to learn here? Yeah, I think um, 
it encourages me to think about what's distracting me from God and um, what can I do to maybe replace that thing with um, something that's maybe more beneficial. So, for example, um, I enjoy watching TV before I go to bed. Um, that's very distracting. Well, I guess it depends on the show I watch, but mm-hmm. um, it's distracting me from what's important. Hmm. So what can I do to change that? And maybe it's limiting my TV time before bed and mm-hmm. diving deeper into um, scripture. And mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great example. Betsy and I just talked about that this week. <laughs> wow. And I told her, I said, I find that when I either read or watch something that, you know, takes me completely somewhere else, Mm -hmm. right before I go to bed, I won't sleep well and I won't wake up feeling at peace. Mm. I want to, as much as I can, make God be my last thought Mm. before I go to bed and my first thought when I wake up, you know? So, which I think is exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Well, hey, we're out of time already. Wow. So thanks, Drew. You just got your first Victory Point podcast under your belt. Man, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, everyone, we will talk to you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.